0: Warning, headphone users. Let's go! Welcome back to the Fantasy Chumps podcast. Joining me in the winter circle are my two dear friends and lifelong fans of the Kansas City Chiefs, Nate and John. Boys!
1: How are we feeling? Let's go, baby. I've I cannot think of many other wins that I've I've felt more like proud of outside oh. of this one. I mean, I have to think back to the the original or like the AFC Championship against the Titans in 2019. That was a pretty surreal moment. But this one, just all the smack that was getting talked throughout the week, throughout the last year plus, honestly. That we've been hearing out of Cincinnati, uh, it was it was sweet to say the least. It
2: was it was an incredible game to watch. Um, I I was incredibly nervous throughout <laughs> <laughs> throughout the third quarter. It was just such an emotional roller coaster. But like Nate said, it it's probably probably the top game for me as far as. Whoa. Like just being genuinely happy to be a fan of this team. And mm-hmm. I understand that we've won a Super Bowl and I'm not trying to take that for granted. But the Super Bowl, we had a lot of things go our way. This one, we just grinded it out against all odds, against all injuries, against you know, everything that was said about the Bengals and Joe Burrow. This was a gutsy performance that I feel like redefined who the Chiefs are as a franchise as a dynasty as an organization so this this is a staple game and it seems like all things point towards more success in a couple weeks um Mm -hmm. and i Uh, don't think i need to say anything more than that for you to understand what i'm pointing at dude so you know what you know i was thinking about earlier
0: today on the podcast i picked the bingles to win so i think i should just pick the eagles to win
1: (laughs) keep it going that would be a strategy Strategy. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, we're not we're not really on fantasy football today. <laughs> 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 I mean, if I'm being honest, but um, it, it, honestly, it was such a great game. Obviously, like Nate and John kind of went over it. It was just very satisfying, and I think if we do beat the Eagles in a couple weeks. I think we can officially say we are in a dynasty, but that's just me. Nate, do you kind of agree with that or what What I, do you think?
1: I'm kind of of the perspective that I, I think we are in a dynasty right now, you know, Super Bowl or not in the next couple of weeks. Um, I think if you can host five straight AFC championships um, with three Super Bowl appearances mixed in there and you've got a ring out of those three appearances – um, I think that's enough for me, and I'm also just looking ahead, too. I Like John, I think John put it very well there. Um, I think this was a defining game in this kind of like second phase of Patrick Mahomes' career, uh, if, you, I, if you want to call it the post-Tyreek Hill era or what, but it, it seems like, I don't know, there's a lot of narratives right now, um, but I, I think you can really kind of buy into the fact that the Chiefs are kind of on – on the brink of, of doing something really special over the next few years. That's actually very interesting. What
2: you just said, Nate, I hadn't thought about it that way, but with Brady and his career, you can, you can break it up into, I think it's four. Is it four Mm -hmm. segments now or is it three? I think it's four, Uh but you, you can break it out into four eras of his career. And that's an interesting point. This might, be the beginning of phase two of Patrick Mahomes career he's he's 27 correct
1: mm-hmm. yes
2: yeah and which is kind of crazy to say out loud it seems like he's younger than that um but it anyways th- this might be the second chapter of his career and to start it with a Super
1: Bowl win would just be it'd be incredible mm-hmm. I, sorry to jump back in um but yeah no I, I honestly hadn't thought too much about it until i I just started talking about it, but if you think about it, when Mahomes was drafted, I mean that was like a very kind of um, there were a lot of veterans on that team. It felt like we were a quarterback away, you could say, from right. you know making deep playoff runs. I mean, Alex Smith was phenomenal. I think we all agree that there was a ceiling with Alex Smith, a ceiling for the team at least. Um, 100%. and Patrick Mahomes, yeah, he he elevated that ceiling for sure. But I mean, over the next five years. I mean, that roster gets older, you know, some of these veterans uh, are demanding a little bit more money. Um, you can kind of see the the chiefs have been, you know, able to pivot off of some of those guys. And I mean, they weren't hesitant to trade Tyree kill away when he was really uh, at his peak, I guess, peak of value at the same time. But I think now this was kind of like, I mean, everybody thought it was the rebuild year for the chiefs. Um, we're starting, what, did we start seven rookies on Sunday? Or at least seven rookies got significant playing time.
0: By the end of the game, out. there were six uh, rookies starting.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's just pretty interesting. And, I mean, the receivers that he was throwing to at the end, I, I mean, it's kind of gross to even think about that Marcus Kemp caught a pass. Whoa, 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 what's
0: wrong with Marcus Kemp, man? <laughs> he, Every, everything, everything. Everything is wrong with <laughs>
2: Marcus Kemp. <laughs> he changed his number you. too what on earth i didn't even know who he was at first when he came onto the field
1: did he used to be 19 i think he was you know 19 yeah. yeah yeah yeah
2: just oh. out of nowhere it's like okay who's this tall kind of athletic looking wide receiver <laughs> that i've never seen before in my life was,
1: oh wait that's that's marcus camp
0: <laughs> <laughs> come on you gotta do Marcus sorry, sorry, like marcus. that
1: Uh, But anyways, I I kind of want to get Leighton back involved in the conversation. Um, I mean, I don't (laughs) – sorry, John and I are fired up right now. But, I mean, I don't think you can talk about this game or you can't really start the discussion of this game without talking about Patrick Mahomes and kind of what he had to overcome to get to the point where he could start and play at a a high level for this game. But for you, Leighton, where – does this Mahomes performance stack up in, in what we've seen over his career so far? Is this, was this a, a peak performance was for him? Was this his Jordan uh, flu game? What do you think? Um, yeah, I feel like a lot gets made
0: about the, the flu game. Um, I don't know. It's part of me almost thinks it'd be harder to play with a high ankle sprain than like be sick with, flu obviously both would be difficult but like when part of your body just is in searing pain and maybe at like let's just say like 65 percent at what it normally is i feel like that's that's tough like obviously the flu is hard too. your whole your, your whole body aches and everything but like everything still works <laughs> the way it should <laughs> but uh it was a it was a very interesting game because I mean, if you looked at Mahomes' stat line just without watching the game, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, that's, that's pretty good. You know, for, I guess, kind of his standards, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that, that's pretty good. But then when you kind of take a step back further and realize it was in the AFC Championship game with a bum ankle, like, everybody, like we already mentioned, like, who he was throwing to, it, it was definitely a, a legacy game, I think, for him. That's going to be one they're going to look back on in – Uh, in the future when he's in camp
1: (laughs) when yeah when so i I was thinking about this honestly right before we started the podcast um i had never really bought into the argument where people could say that you know tom brady is the most accomplished quarterback of all time Mm -hmm. patrick mahomes is the most talented quarterback of all time and also like slash the greatest of all time I can never really like buy into that argument. I always kind of thought that, you know, team uh, achievement and accomplishments kind of made you uh, the greatest, I guess. Um, I mean, it's it's always hard to argue with seven rings that Brady has. But I think this performance last weekend was kind of where I could like actually start to buy into that a little bit, where it's like you watch Mahomes making some of those throws – he is the only person in the NFL, maybe NFL history that can make some of those. That dart he threw to Marquez Valdez scantling. Oh my when I thought he had he was fitting that through like a zipper and, and a pair of pants almost. <laughs> he, he I thought it was that thing. I thought it was so I did too.
2: Yeah, I, yeah exactly. I thought whenever he threw that, just the way that everything looked after he threw that ball it looked like it was intercepted and then mm-hmm. you just see MVS sitting in the end zone just kind of like yep that just happened yeah. like i think he was shocked himself yeah. that, that <laughs> yeah. ball got it was on a it was on a rope it was wild i that, i can't that was remember definitely
1: the throw of the game oh absolutely and he, i can't it seemed like he was off platform or something i can't remember if he was stepping up in the pocket and like on the run or if he was rolling out or something but it was one of those where um just like seeing the velocity of it it like my brain couldn't comprehend it like I I almost expected it to come off like Joe Burrow's duck that he threw in the first quarter that got picked off by Jalen Watson I was like that's what I was kind of waiting for and that thing just came off with some smoke behind it I was (laughs) like holy cow but um I mean just one of the gutsiest performances I think it was it was really cool to watch. I think, like what John was saying earlier, just like makes you very very proud to be a be a fan of of this team and this quarterback. Um, but I think for all NFL fans in general, just don't don't take these types of performances for greatness. From in my opinion, the goat. So that's yeah. one
2: thing I was going to touch on too was that, and I'm pulling up Mahomes' stat line. Um, oh. Let me see. Careful, it's very arousing. It is. Uh, 315 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. He ended up – he was sacked three times? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't realize A couple,
1: couple of those were, like, right at the line of scrimmage, too, though.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I remember the one. It was
0: third and one. Where he, like, yeah. ran forward, and, like, they got him from behind. But.
2: So the team ran so- for – the the team ran for 36 yards outside of Mahomes, and (laughs) his, his third best receiver was Isaiah Pacheco with five receptions (laughs) for 58 yards. Beyond that was Jarek McKinnon, who just to touch on that, I was amazed that he was not part of the game plan at all yesterday, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure was as big of a factor. Yeah. I'm sure it was by design because that's all we've seen for the last 10 games is how, Insane, Jarek McKinnon is. So, mm-hmm. I kind of think, and and Romo, I think, is very good at touching on this before big games like this. That I think we hide a lot of the things that we're planning on using in an anticipated second matchup with teams like this. Oh, so did this game you hear was.
0: About... Sorry. Go
2: ahead. Go ahead. Go
0: ahead. Oh, okay. So, did you hear about what? Um, apparently there are somebody. I can't remember if it was Chris Jones or one of the the coaches, but apparently they're talking about, cause you know how often we moved Chris Jones around that game. Apparently th- when we played Cincinnati in the season, we didn't do that at all. So that way they wouldn't have exposure mm-hmm. to it or have it on right. film when they play them to look at.
2: So yeah, no, I, I would totally believe it. Agree. Yeah. So anyway, the, it's just, it's one of in Marcus Kemp statistically speaking, as far as receiving yards goes he was our fifth best receiver that uh-huh. that is marcus kemp wouldn't shouldn't be on an nfl roster in my opinion but oh, that's on, a, that's a whole sorry we're really dogging on marcus kemp i'm but, not
0: you guys are well
2: yeah nate and i are still <laughs> it just goes to show that you can say well you know for mahomes i mean he only threw for 326 yards and two touchdowns if you take the word Mahomes out of that sentence you're saying yep. wow that AFC championship quarterback had a phenomenal game but yep. then you add yep. the fact that it's Mahomes and it's like oh well it wasn't that good of a game okay look at who he had to throw to also mm-hmm. MVS <laughs> I think was written off by the entire league in free agency last year and beyond that Kelsey was double teamed all night long all night mm-hmm. it, it okay. was just his, the coverage that was on him was just insane. Sorry, I could go on forever. I'll stop myself. But that was an incredible
1: <laughs> game. The, those were some very good points. I'm so glad you brought up the, like, let's, let's blind the stat line for the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs and just look at it purely objectively. It, it is a super impressive stat line. I mean, quarterback rating of 105, 60, what was it? He was like a 65% completion rate, I think. Yeah. 320 yards, two tutties, no picks. Um, I mean, I think with Mahomes, um, you know, people call it the LeBron treatment where I think we're normalizing greatness with him. And it's, I I just think it's unfair. I mean, we, I'm guilty of it too, where I, you know, I become, I get used to the, you know, Mahomes' consistent level of success that we see week in week out year in year out um, how, but how many it, teams do you fair. think how many teams do you think went this year without having a quarterback
2: throw for 320 yards two touchdowns and no interceptions as you a know question i have no idea but oh okay i was I, like i, I would, I would obviously... guess the texans never had that i doubt russell wilson ever did it that's that's the Falcons never did it. The Panthers probably never did yep. it. The Browns uh, honestly probably never did it. Probably the not. Steelers never did it. I
0: don't. Saints I may the, never have. I bet the Bears didn't do it. I bet Bears, Bears probably didn't do it. Didn't.
1: I bet but it's over insane. a third
2: of the league. Mm-hmm. And it's it just it it puts everything in perspective. Of, I understand that if you're not a Chiefs fan, you get tired of hearing about Patrick Mahomes, but. Appreciate him and recognize him for what he really is, Colin Cowherd. I don't know if you guys listen to his monologue about the game and about I always Mahomes and Colin Cowherd. It, it it just amazes me for especially for Colin because he's very critical. I know he likes Mahomes, but he's very critical of greatness. And he's he simply put it, Mahomes is the most talented quarterback of all time, and it's mm. not even close. It, and I don't think it is. He makes plays that nobody else can make and we've touched on it, but I'm man, it was so cool to watch. It was it was, it was. amazing.
1: Woo. It was so good. But it was uh I mean, I think you gotta give you definitely gotta give flowers to Marquez about scantling. I mean Oh yeah. I don't think many of us probably would have predicted that he would have had six catches, a buck sixteen and a touchdown. And we needed every one of those. He yeah. Made huge plays all game. Um, he honestly was on track to have a big play as well on that crosser that Mahomes just missed him on late in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was he he played super well. So I think he had a heck of a game. I thought Spags called a great game. Um, that defense the really stepped up. I mean Flowers around all the uh, the rookies on the Chiefs as well on the defensive side of the ball and you know offense special teams. Making huge plays, but this this was a, an instant classic in my opinion. I have oh, yeah. already rewatched the highlights probably like five times. Um, <laughs> I'll probably watch them again right after we get done with this. But I'm at I'm at two times right now.
2: <laughs> it could have been a lot. The score could have been much more lopsided too. Very easily. Yes. Very yes. easily. Hey, so... that was the Bengals had to laden. do.
0: The Bengals have to do what they have to do is hope the other team messes up somehow to keep close. So,
2: you know. Yep. Yep. Any any final notes probably before we move on to the Eagles? Could talk about this all night, but. Yeah. We, we got to put a cap on it at some point. <laughs> we got to put a cap on it at some point. <laughs> all right. Um, um, yes. Eagles 49ers. This was there was not much to watch. Mm-mm. That's You know this. This will be a much shorter summary of this game. The one thing that I will say that I'm very worried about is the Eagles' pass rush. I'm intrigued to see what Andy and the enemy can come up with to help protect Mahomes as much as possible. Because I am worried about this game if the Eagles come out and score a touchdown and we go out after two two sets of drives. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, or two first downs, sorry. Um, Not a three and out. I mean, if it's a three and out, that's even worse. But if the Eagles are able to run the ball and run out this game, I think that is about the only way that the chiefs lose. But even Mm -hmm. then you can, this is a team that you can never count out. But that was the one thing I was impressed with was their ability to create pressure against a pretty good 49ers offensive line. And it's different when you have a rookie quarterback or, yep. or Josh Johnson as your quarterback. It's just there's not the passing threat that exists with Mahomes, obviously. It's it's a different world. But I do think that that is the scenario where the Eagles somehow managed to win this game.
1: Mhm. do uh, you have anything to say? Oh, uh, well, if you do, go ahead. I I mean, I was going to agree with John there. I I think the scariest part about this Philadelphia team comes from their defense and their defensive front, especially it's actually a combination because I think their secondary is really good too. That buys Mm -hmm. that front enough time to kind of get home um, with pressure. Uh, But I, I definitely think this game was a little bit skewed, I guess, just from the fact that Purdy got hurt so early yeah. and then Josh Johnson had to come in and then uh, an injured Brock Purdy that was incapable of throwing the ball had to come back in the game there was there was no n- no remote threat of of a passing uh, of the 49ers passing the ball that the Eagles had to worry about at all so i think that they were really able to like stack the box you know just overload right. uh, with pressure just just banking on it being a running play and, I mean, the 49ers were completely ineffective with that. So I am worried about the Eagles, um, you know, applying some pressure to Mahomes. I kind of think that the Chiefs are going to have more counters um, to those punches that the Eagles are throwing. But that's also, I guess, assuming that some of our key players are going to be healthy. Um, that got knocked out of the game on Sunday. Um, it, it's a really interesting matchup to me. I I think I'm, just if if you're the outside looking in, no no, uh, not a Chiefs fan or an Eagles fan. I think this is the Super Bowl that you would want to see. Um, clearly, the b- two best teams on the year. hmm For sure. It'll it'll be interesting. I uh, I don't
0: know. I'm, I I could easily. I I don't really see a world where the Eagles blow out the Chiefs, but I could see a world where the Chiefs <laughs> blow out the Eagles.
2: Hundred mm-hmm. percent.
0: I don't know, like, I honestly think, like, I'm not saying the Eagles aren't good, but like, the fact that they played the Giants in the divisional round, right, which was clearly the worst of the divisional round teams, right, Mm -hmm. and then they played the 49ers, which is a great roster, but, I mean, (laughs) I mean, what?
1: When you can't get the ball, you're – Yeah, I mean, when stars. you're – When you're when – you're yeah.
0: t- Technically, when your third-string quarterback gets hurt and then your fourth-string has to go in. Like, as soon as Brock got hurt – I didn't even think they had a good shot with Brock in. But uh, once he got hurt, I knew it was over. I was like, yeah, it's,
2: it's over. It's a waste of yeah. time. So I um, touched on this before the episode, but let's review the – Last few opponents that the Eagles have gone up against. Yes, the 49ers with a free agent at quarterback. Okay, the or the Giants with no confidence. They were not ready. They didn't show up to that game. They're probably not really deserving of being in the playoffs. I don't know how it worked out that they made it there, but uh, the Vikings. Yeah, I mean they. They beat a man who's incapable of winning in prime time. So they—they <laughs> they uh, beat Kirk Cousins. Uh, I'll go. Kirk that Cousins statement. was not the reason they lost. No, but it's easy to say. <laughs> Last game of the regular season, they played the Giants. They won by six. They so played that... the
0: Giants' backups, by the way.
2: Right. Won uh, by before six. that, <laughs> correct. The score was twenty-two to sixteen, at Ooh. home. Before that, they lost by 10 to the Saints. Before that, they lost by 6 with Gardner Minshew to the Cowboys. They beat the Bears by 5 on the road. Beat the Giants. This is their last impressive win. Beat the Giants by 26 on the road, 48-22. to Before that, it was the Titans, Packers, Colts, Commanders, Texans, Steelers, Cowboys without Dak, Cardinals, Jaguars, before they were good. Commanders, Vikings, that was a decent game, but it was 24-7. to And then the Lions in the first game of the season.
1: None so, of those teams
2: are impressive.
1: A recurring theme here is I I can't identify any of these teams that they played this year as having a top 16 quarterback in the league, maybe outside of Dak Prescott. But I'll I'll argue that all day long. Kirk um, Kirk probably Kirk, is. Kirk Aaron Rodgers is,
2: probably still is. Yeah, definitely nobody in the top twelve.
1: At least at least nobody really thinks. But that was week one. But I, I'd say Goff yeah. is top twelve. Goff had a, a phenomenal yeah, Goff, season. I think I'm I'm pretty high on Goff, actually. So yeah. I guess no, 12? there aren't really any top ten quarterbacks at least. So I mean you can well we calling Kirk played- Cousins a top sixteen. So, they, they played
0: I, Trevor Lawrence, but that was before they got hot. So
1: yeah, so that was that was after their bye week and week seven. It was a different team. They they have not played any elite quarterbacks uh, in the second half of their season since the bye week. Um, they beat the Colts by one. Granted, we lost to the Colts, but still, they should have lost. They should have lost to the Colts if you remember that right. game. That was when Nick Sirianni was fired up after he beat <laughs> the Colts on the road. Get out of here. Good for big him. time. Congrats! You beat Jeff Saturday. <laughs> I,
0: I'm honestly, cause I said that. Okay, I definitely told Nate before this, before uh, this past weekend. I said, if we beat the Bengals,
2: I think we win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think we said it on the podcast oh, last we did? week. Okay, okay. I, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty confident that we did. We we talked about that. That whoever won the AFC Championship would win the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm. I... I hate how I guess overconfident
2: I kind of am. Right. You have to, I think the big thing that feels like we're missing on it is taking in the magnitude of what the game is because it's not just another game. It's not another Mm -hmm. game for either team. It is a Bowl. but when you analyze the two teams that we're looking at between the chiefs and the Eagles, there's one team that far in a way stands out versus the other. And it, I have no idea. Can we talk about that too? How are the Eagles favored? Yeah.
0: Um, because that's... a lot of people got hurt for the Chiefs, and I think that's yeah. the only reason.
2: Really? So, as time, yeah. so you think like mid next week, the Chiefs will be favored after it comes out that Juju can go and Willie Gay can go and Legarius can go?
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you have to look at the position groups too, because like if you just break them down that way, I think. You know, the Eagles might have Mm -hmm. an advantage at maybe a majority of the places, wouldn't you say? Like, the only places Uh, I would argue right now is O-line because the Eagles are kind of banged up there. Obviously, quarterback. The Eagles have better running backs. I think they have better receivers, especially with how banged up they are. We obviously have a tight end. You think Miles Sanders
2: is better than Pacheco? Uh, yeah. I think
0: I think Miles Sanders, Gainwell, and Boston Scott are better than Pacheco and McKinnon. Interesting.
2: And Ronald Jones. I, I would disagree <laughs> with that pretty pretty strongly, actually. Okay, I would well, much we'll, rather we'll call, have we'll Pacheco and McKinnon.
0: The every level on their defense is probably better.
2: I think you can uh, yeah. The <laughs> it, second it, the uh, secondary is really good. But I think our secondary is very underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're young. Which we've, we've come on strong in the last three weeks where there's just been a lot of guys that have stepped up that have proven that they belong
1: as a starter in the NFL. Um, no, I agree. But yeah, so if you guys can recall to last week's episode, I was probably a little overly confident in the Chiefs winning the AFC Championship uh i was kind of some people have called it uh told me i was on copium which is Ooh. a metaphorical pill that that someone takes when they're faced with a uh impending loss and so it, it, it's a it's a made-up pill that you take i was telling everybody that they're fools for not taking the chiefs at plus three they told me i was on copium um and they ate that l on sunday but that's besides the point. Um, I get yeah offended? i was i Six
0: was plus three or plus two and a half right now
1: uh no it's down to plus one now but, ah. um, but i was talking about for the Bengals game um yeah i know but yeah so i was probably like lying to myself a little bit i was i was just kind of gassing myself up for the game the game honestly played out really as i expected um but i thought when the chiefs had opportunities to kind of just close the door on the Bengals, they kind of let them back in the you know they'd make a mistake, some questionable play calling on certain drives. Um, really just like let the Bengals hang around. But Bengals also made plays too. I mean, that Jamar Chase catch was incredible. Um, but I am not as confident for this game. I look at this matchup and I actually think that the Eagles have a better team. I think it's very top heavy in the sense that. I think the Chiefs' best players are better than the Eagles' best players, but the Eagles have more uh, like a, a depth of talent, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, I think Layton was right, where if you look at the positional groups, um, I almost think the Eagles get the nod on all of those, maybe outside of quarterback and O line, but um, it, it's going to be really tough. I, I don't hate this line right now as Eagles minus one and a half just for the question marks around some of the Chiefs players um, being banged up. But I I definitely think that this gets to to Chiefs minus one probably before the Super Bowl starts. But another factor that I wanted to bring up too is, um, I mean, I think you have to, if you're like setting the line for this game, you have to think about the coaching advantage too that I think has to go in favor of the Chiefs and Andy Reid. A thousand percent. And then just, you know, playoff and Super Bowl experience on on the team. And, you know, a lot of these Chiefs players have been here twice. This will be their third time. Um, and those are kind of the leaders on the team that have been there and through this process before. So I think he kind of got to give the, the Chiefs the nod there as well. Um, but I really think it's going to be a pretty even matchup, honestly.
2: I, I guess on that, quickly, I agree with Leighton. I see, I see a world where there's no chance that the Eagles blow out the Chiefs, but there is a world where the Chiefs blow out the Eagles. So, yeah. you know, um, I, keys, keys to the game. Uh, what has to happen for the Eagles to win? What has to happen for the Chiefs to win?
0: Um, for the Eagles to win, they have to turn the ball over, and the D-line has to have the best game of the season for them and they can't turn the ball over, excuse me. They have to win the turnover battle and then the D-line just has to dominate,
1: I guess. Yeah. Um, I I don't think that the I think the battle in the trenches is going to be a walk kind of. Like Eagles may have more talent on on the or on the defensive line and stuff, but I think, you know, Chiefs defensive line going up against Eagles' O-line I think that'll be a battle all game long. I think both teams are kind of going to get theirs. Um, And then same way on the flip side of the ball, Eagles rushing the Chiefs. I think it's going to be kind of a fight all game. I don't really know if either team has an advantage there. So what I'm saying is I don't think the Eagles are just going to be able to run the ball on the Chiefs all day long, which is definitely what they want to do and probably the path to them winning. Um, I think if it gets into a shootout, I, I mean, the Chiefs definitely have an advantage, um, right? And if the Chiefs get up fourteen or so, get up ten, and the Eagles oh, got to throw the ball around a little bit, I'm I'm scared about Jalen Hurts right now. Honestly, I'm not convinced that he's even you know 85 percent of what he was to start the season. I, I really do, think that shoulder's bothering him.
0: I agree. I was listening to a podcast, um, the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast. I'll plug it, and uh, it's by like two insiders, and he was talking about how. The same thing. The longest pass attempt in air yards that Jalen Hurts threw was eleven yards. Besides the Devontae wow. Adams catch, drop. Sorry. The Devontae Adams drop that was a catch. He's a cheater. That was the longest one. But besides that, the longest throw was an eleven-yard pass.
2: Gosh, Devon, Devonta Smith just. Oh, if, sorry, I said Devontae Adams. Yeah. yeah, I was I was losing my mind for a second. I was thinking, wait. What what are we talking it's, about right here?
0: He's a play play Devontae Adams.
2: <laughs> Ooh, wild. Um, yeah, I I had kind of forgotten about that that drop, but good on him. Actually, I wish the Chiefs yeah. would have done the same thing when um oh what was the situation Tony the
0: Tony one yeah
1: yeah with yeah with but that's, but that's Tony.
0: in the end zone so it's harder.
1: Right, oh, I guess there's, there's going to be a reviewed. stoppage of play no matter yeah. what. Yeah, yeah
0: all scoring plays are reviewed, and they they're not going to run Harrison Butker out there to kick the extra point. Yeah.
2: And <laughs> I did know you're gone, gone you're right for though. two and YOLO it. <laughs> um, but 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 yeah. that was incredible on Devonta Smith. As soon as it as soon as he got back up, I knew exactly what he was doing. He mm-hmm. knew himself that he didn't catch that pass. And I thought that was either great coaching or somewhere along the line. He picked that up. Hey, if we are in this scenario, here's our sign. Just run, you know, run the ball up the middle for, you know, a loss Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Just get a playoff. And it didn't come from the sideline. It came right from Devonta Smith. I thought that was an incredible football IQ moment where hats off to Devonta Smith. That was that was awesome.
1: Totally. Yeah. That that could have been one of the greatest catches I've ever seen. <laughs> if he would have actually held oh, wow. that in, that yeah. was insane. I honestly didn't think Devonte Smith can do
2: that. He's legit. I think he I is think. legit, dude. <clears throat> um, He's all right. Head coaching. But, any anything else on the Eagles? I, I just don't
0: know how. Like we, it's kind of like what we talked about. I don't know how much. They Nick Sirianni has really been tested in the postseason when you know you you be the over under talented Giants team and then you play against the 49ers who lose their starting quarterback in the first quarter. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I could have coached the Eagles after uh, he got hurt, <laughs> right?
1: It'll John, do you have any other key points to the game? Um, it's just, like, it's
2: personal. It's personal for Andy Reid. That's the only thing I was um, going to say. You know, just the way that true. he left Philadelphia. Um, I think another large motivation is going to be the way that the Chiefs lost the Super Bowl two years ago. Yes. It's, mm-hmm. I cannot tell you from other fan bases how often the Chiefs are criticized for that game. And it's, it, I, I really don't know if they watched the Super Bowl or not because this is a legitimate stat. Evasive rushing yards that Mahomes incurred during that game—it was over 180 rushing yards just in <laughs> evading pressure. I'm not even—I'm not even joking. It is a no, legitimate no, stat that, that before, somebody yeah. went and tracked. 180 plus rushing yards in evading pressure. So I think Andy Reid gets a lot of criticism for that because it's like, well, how did he not make adjustments? You know, we knew the O-line was bad going into the game. Yeah, look at the pass rushers that they had on that team. Look at the defense that we so, were going up against. There was, me. There is no scheming that you can do to get – gosh, I don't even remember. Um, Ale- Nick Allegretti, he was one of the oh. offensive linemen. Um, Rimmers. He one of Rimmers, the better ones. Yeah, Mike yeah, Rem- Rimmers.
0: Andrew Wiley was at left tackle. Mike Rimmers was at right tackle, I think.
1: Oh it, was, it was that
0: combination. And then in the interior was Nick Allegretti, Andrew Wiley – and somebody
2: else <laughs> just it was pathetic so i think this is personal for andy Reid. whether or not he alludes to that at all is besides the point he the way not. that he left the eagles the way that he lost the super bowl it this is a big statement for his legacy as well and you know who who knows how long andy Reid is going to coach the chiefs he, you know mm-hmm. he. It, it may not be many more years, so this could be one of his last opportunities to win a Super Bowl, and I, I know he wants it badly. So I, I think that's another critical component of this game, but yeah. We'll,
0: we'll have to, you know, break it down further. Nate, did you have anything else to add? I think that's kind of a good maybe stopping point. I feel like this podcast
1: has flown by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I I think I think that's good for now. We'll we'll probably get back with a little a preview episode of that of the Super Bowl next week. I mean, we we may have all the NFL honors and awards by then, right? Where we can kind Maybe. of break that down. Yeah, we can talk about that. I,
0: I also here there's this is something I want to talk about. I might forget, but I just want to say with in regards to fantasy football, the 2023 early like. First pick in the first round this next year on keeptradecut.com on those positional rankings right now is the 16th most valuable player. <laughs> I just thought that was mind blowing. Wait, what? So the first pick in the rookie draft for Dynasty next year in 2023 so is. Yeah, basically. B. John Robinson is the 16th most valuable...
1: Most valuable asset in Dynasty? Asset
0: in Dynasty right now. Interesting. Like, more valuable than Kenneth Walker, Jonathan Taylor. Again, this is according to the website. People might
2: disagree, but... More valuable than JT. Yeah. Kyler,
0: Christian McCaffrey, T. Higgins, like, all these players behind them. Granted, it's by a slim margin, but this is... This website compiles, like, what people choose, and people have chosen you know, over the course of hundreds of thousands of people, you know, quiz they've chosen that pick over all of these players. <laughs> and it's just, it's, a, it's interesting to think about.
2: It is very interesting. If it's, well, if it's B. John Robinson, you, you never know who it could be. If keyword. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great episode. That was, yeah. that was fun.
0: That was a lot of fun. Um, also, uh, I hope Joe Burrow has fun in Cancun. Can we, can we end this podcast on Cancun on three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: How about, on how, about, how about Mayor Jabroni? What do you think he's up to now? Ooh. Uh, he's,
0: he's probably reanalyzing his uh, re-election campaign, if I had to guess. I, yeah. I I would put
1: money that he does not get re-elected. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have served sur- you your last term. <laughs> my friend and there it is joe my. burrow's
0: gonna get more votes than him
1: honestly probably <laughs> wouldn't would, probably it. could
0: yeah <laughs> all right well that'll do it for this week's uh, kind of a random edition of the fantasy chumps podcast enjoy the rest of your uh, rest of your week if you're in the midwest south or north experiencing this weather stay safe and warm and we'll catch you on the flip side sounds good thanks guys